So a couple weeks ago in a previous episode, we talked about Spotify stats and why they weren't showing up in your stats page in Buzzsprout. So that is changing. Do you guys know why that is? Because Buzzsprout is amazing. And well, we do everything that's for a given. <laughs> it's because they're no longer caching the episodes and we are now doing a pass-through. That's it. <laughs> right. What is a pass-through, Kevin? Well, a pass-through is Spotify's term for acting like every other podcast <laughs> in existence. Welcome back to another episode of Buzzcast. We've got the usual suspects plus our very special guest, Priscilla. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Travis. So we got a lot of stuff we want to cover today and we're going to dive right into it. Albin, why don't you queue up this first topic talking about the RSS spec? Sure, Travis. Um, so lots of conversations the last few days, maybe last week online, you know, different places in the, you know, podcast, Twitter, podcast, podcast, Twitter, <laughs> podcast, Twitter sphere. <laughs> um, Evo Terra started up a conversation talking about the RSS spec and some of the limitations there and, you know, things that he thought could be improved. And then we've seen uh, Todd Cochran um, talking a bit about expanding the RSS spec, and we've seen stuff in Pod News about it. So all of that, I kind of wanted to have a little bit of a discussion about what is the RSS spec, why is it important, and maybe some ideas about ways that we could expand it or whether or not that would be a good idea. Kev, I feel like you're the the technical expert on the RSS spec, so why don't you weigh into the into that aspect of it. Yeah, sure. So just let's start off with giving a little background information on how RSS works. Um, the RSS 2.0 spec is a locked specification. So all the tags that are in there have been, um, they're saying no further expansion is necessary in the specification, but if you want to expand it, it's always available. And that's because it's XML language. So it's an extensible markup language. And so that's what iTunes did, where if you look at an RSS feed today, you'll see a bunch of tags in there that say, you know, like iTunes summary, iTunes title. And that was iTunes extending the specification. And so that functionality, that ability to do that is open to anybody who wants to do that. And that's what these people are talking about. They're saying, Hey, there are, there's additional information that we might want to include about our podcast or individual episodes. So can we get together as a group and agree that these are things that on the hosting company side and on the podcast app developer side that we would all agree to support and make available to podcasters. So things like transcriptions and podcast donations, um, like control over yeah, links to merchandise, um, things. If you want your content cached or not, those are things that we could add to the specification, um, or, you know, extend the spec and, and support, and then you just have more control. And so I think it's an interesting idea. It's been around for people have been talking about it for a long time. Um, what we really need is um, it's kind of a chicken or an egg. It's like from the hosting side, do we support it first, even though apps aren't supporting it? Apps don't want to build it until hosts support it. And so that's, that's I think, what they're saying is, hey, if we got together as a group, we might be able to all agree that if we build it on the hosting side, that the apps will support it on the app side and then everything would work. So... Yeah, and I think this is a really, it's a good discussion to have um, because one thing that kind of we're in agreement about here at Buzzsprout is we really like the open platform nature of podcasting, right? There's not one single entity that controls the medium. Like if you do online video, it's basically YouTube and everyone else. And so we really like the fact that there's all these players that are working to make the podcasting space better. And so by having discussions about how do we keep the RSS 
like the things that we like about the RSS spec and the nature of podcasting, but then also make it better as more players are coming in, as more investment and technology is getting created around podcasting. How do we continue moving the ball forward while still keeping what makes podcasting special? And so, so that's why I'm optimistic about the conversations that are having around that everybody's having around RSS spec and uh, coming up with ideas of how do we make podcasting better? How do we make it more engaging? How do we make it a better listener experience? So that way it will continue to grow and it'll continue to flourish and, and that will help all of our podcasts do better. Yeah. And the great thing about doing it in this way through RSS is that everything is based on the 2.0 spec. So those are like the required fields. Anything on top of that is optional. So let's say as a host and we join this conversation with these other hosting companies and we all get together and we decide to add uh, merchandise links or something. So maybe at some point in the future, you log into Buzzsprout and there, and under your podcast settings, you see a link for merchandise sales mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, you can do it or not do it. It would never break everything like historically, like it wouldn't mess up the podcast spec if you didn't have that, or if you didn't decide to sell merchandise. So there's, there's really only upside to doing stuff like this. There's not a lot of downside. The downside of course could be that when we try to support all this new stuff, like if it goes too far, then when you log into your bus ride account, there's just like fields and fields and fields of stuff. And you're not sure. But of course, something that we take very seriously at bus route is making things simple. And so that's what just starts playing in my head is if we, as we extend it, we want to make sure that we don't overcomplicate things as well, but that would be, you know, that's UI design and development. So, um, but yeah, it's just things that we're starting to think about. I'm glad that the conversations seem to be picking up a little bit of steam. Um, I don't know. I think the first conversation that um, they suggested would be at Podcast Evolutions in February. Is that right, Alvin? Or a new media summit, one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing that's I think is very positive about it, I don't know exact. I don't remember where they were talking about having the first meetup. But um, one of the things that's positive is if you don't include it into some kind of spec, what ends up happening is it kind of ends up, stuff starts living only in Spotify. And Spotify is like, hey, up. You know, put in your merch link into Spotify and it only lives in Spotify. Right. And then somebody like Overcast or Pocket Cast that may not have the enough listeners that they can push people like, hey, podcasters, log in and do something special in my app. Then they miss out. And we're in a really cool ecosystem because we're all building off of the same RSS spec and we're, or additions to that. And so everybody can make, you know, decide how to do it. We have a really cool, thriving ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about specifics, some of the specifics to me are not that exciting. So like a podcast merch link, isn't that exciting to me? I think, well, if we need that. That's a good spot for show notes. Um, I know that James Cridlin had some really interesting ones about saying, Hey, I don't want you guys caching my audio, which that makes sense. We've had issues with that in the past. And Hey, I don't want you to transcribe my podcast. Right. And with a lot of companies transcribing, that's a pretty reasonable one. Those are kind of, um, there's similar markup for at, in the SEO space. You can say, I don't want this to be in a featured snippet, or I don't want you displaying my content in this way. Um, so those are a little bit more interesting to me. I'd want to see more, maybe proof of concept of where is a time where somebody who's building an app wants to include some cool information in the app that it would need to be specified. And when I saw, I think that would be kind of like the proof, like this is a good idea. 
because if an app would use it and it would be valuable to a person, then definitely it would be valuable for people like Bus Browder, Libsyn to support that inside the new spec. Yeah. And you want whatever the extension becomes to be applicable to most podcasts, right? So the the merch example, I agree, is not like the best example because it's like what points to 5% of podcasts have a merch store. Right. And so it's not like, while we're doing this great thing for podcasting, it's we're doing this great thing for people that already have an online presence. Yeah. Travis, I think your point kind of is well taken because why do you really, I don't know if you need like a merch button inside the app, like smash that merch button real quick. That's right, baby. Smash but the merch. Some like, Hey, here's a link to the transcript and you can actually, they could actually pull it and get the full transcript. You get oh, kind yeah. of a cool thing where you're listening to the podcast and you go, what did they say there? And you could actually look at your app and see the words scrolling by. So we haven't really thought through everything yet, but there's some that kind of pique my interest and say, well, that's actually a really cool idea. And there's others that I'm like, right. I can see that might just be, we're adding something extra. So it'll be really interesting. I think over the next few weeks and months to see what kind of ideas are floated, what kind of proofs of concept there might be. And yeah. uh, obviously we'll check in and let everybody know what we see. Yeah. Have you guys all seen the new Apple podcast update? Not Apple podcast, sorry. Apple music update where they show lyrics. Mm -mm. No. Okay. So it's pretty amazing. And Apple music. Now, when you click on lyrics, they've got a great UI for how they display lyrics. Yes. Right. I'm, I don't know. Spotify probably shows Spotify lyrics. shows lyrics, yeah. not on all songs, but yeah. Right. But that's something that would be amazing to bring to the podcasting world, which is just reminded me of that as album was talking about that. And you would need probably um, shows to kind of provide their own transcripts because app developers being able to do transcripts on the fly is probably super difficult. I'm not an app developer, mm -hmm. so I don't know, but I imagine it's super difficult, but a lot of our shows already do transcripts. So providing mm -hmm. a link to that full transcript. So app developers could pull them in and then create a cool UI around showing the transcription as you're listening to the podcast would be fantastic. That was literally the UI I was thinking of when I was talking about that. Cause yeah. I love that I'm listening to a song and you can click that button and then it's like, scrolling by and you're like oh that's what they're saying like i always miss that lyric yeah. there's some cool stuff today uh podcorn is putting out put out a press release about some new stuff that they launched um i didn't know this do you guys know what famebit is yeah yeah all right so famebit um actually was acquired by youtube but what it was doing was connecting um influencers in the youtube space with brands so that it wouldn't be something like, Hey, here's an ad. It would be more like, here's my YouTube video, um, showing you how I set up this WordPress template to build a website. And you may not actually know for sure that it was paid for by that WordPress template. Well, you would, they have to disclose it. Yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they yeah. they okay. did change that. That's so now there's like a sponsored tag, uh, on the video and they, they have to do disclosures, but yes. So that, okay. So if I zoned mm -hmm. out for 10 seconds, I may not have noticed it, but well, it's the difference you, between ads and content marketing, right? Yeah. Is they're facilitating content marketing with brands. Right. Um, so it was acquired by Google. And then what they've done is they've started Podcorn. And the idea is that they're going to do this similar thing. They're going to connect a brand to a podcast. And so they can create some cool branded content. And it seemed a little bit, there's, there's some stuff I thought that we kind of would like out of it and some things that we may have taken a different we may think differently about it, but it seemed a little bit more up our alley than maybe dynamic ad insertion stuff. So what do you guys think? Did you guys read the press release? What did, what do you think about this idea? Well, I think just in general, anything that reduces friction 
with implementing some of these strategies, especially if it's not just for like the top end shows. I think it's just as a whole beneficial because it just gives you options, right? So you can choose to use, you know, the affiliate marketplace if you're a bus route user. You can choose to sign up for something like Podcorn if you want to do sponsorships and you think that'd be a good fit for your audience. Like, so I'm I'm in favor of these technologies coming out to reduce friction and give podcasters more tools. Um, I think at the end of the day, I always ask myself, how is this company making money? And does that affect how I'm going to make money if I start working with them? Right. Am I the product or am I the customer? And so so that's something that I want to see just kind of how it shakes out, how their kind of their long term financial plan is yeah. for profitability, because right now they're VC backed. Um, so that's how they've launched is with other people's money. So it'll be interesting to see how they plan on making money. It'll probably be taking a cut from either the, you know, what you make as a podcaster or charging brands to be able to be listed in their platform. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. But I think as a whole, it's 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 hard to say that it's a bad thing when more people can have more options to monetize their podcast. Yeah. I, I think it's the most interesting question that you just asked is how do they plan on making money? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know for sure. Um, so, so don't quote me on this, but my Im- impression is that they never, they never flipped the switch, the monetization switch with FameBit. I think they just got bought out. And so if that's their plan in the podcasting space, it, then I start to wonder, well, who would buy them out and what would that mean for independent podcasters? Um, but I don't know. I don't know that that's not a reason to use them. It's just it's just an interesting thing to think about and to make sure that we are uh, mindful as we step into these, you know, the new opportunities and tools that come into the space. Um, the other thing that they're doing that concerns me a little bit is they're doing a prefix URL, which makes sense because they want to track your plays, right? They want to know how often your podcast is getting listened to. And the easiest way for them to do that is to have you put in a prefix URL. So then every time somebody requests one of your episodes, it hits their server first, then redirects to your host, Mm -hmm. like probably Buzzsprout. And then we record the play. That way they don't have to rely on us providing them stats. They don't have to worry about integrations or anything. It's a, it's an easier way for them to get into the market. Um, the, the, the concerning thing about that is now they are, have the ability to log the IP address of every single one of your users. And then what they do with that IP address, we don't know. Um, so it's it's a question that I'd, I'd like for them to answer. We might reach out to them via email. We might reach out to all of our prefix partners via email and figure out exactly what they're doing with listener data, just so we can disclose it to our customers. When you shoot us a support request and say, hey, can you add this prefix for Chartable or for PodTrack or for PodCorn or anybody else? Um, you shouldn't necessarily do that without being informed. And, and since mm-hmm. all of our customers aren't necessarily aware of all of the things that they can do with that data, I would like Buzzsprout to take that on and figure out what are they doing with the data? How long are they keeping the data? Are they um, like cross-referencing, cross-referencing it with other databases? Are they tracking your listeners basically and making sure that we're communicating it back to our users as they're asking questions like, can you just drop in this prefix for me? Right. And not necessarily knowing everything that's going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. There's another issue that, is actually now we, we're going down this path. I'm, I'm actually like Podcorn. I like a lot of what they're doing. But with any of the prefix URLs issues, it's always another point of failure. And so if someone's requesting an episode for the episode to be downloaded, every one of the prefix URLs, and some people are loading up multiple, every one of them, those servers has to respond quickly and then it goes to your host. Right. And so with you know, if you'd set up two or three of those, you're you've now got a four times more likely 
chance that that episode fails and goes down. Though I'm kind of wondering how much of a that's worth worrying. Do we have any instances, Priscilla, where one of the prefixes wasn't working and was not letting shows download? No, not it's not common that that kind of a thing comes in. At least okay. not something I've seen on any kind of regular basis in our support. Okay. So maybe it's a little bit of an overblown anxiety, but I do kind of think like if we start adding, you know, all these different things, we add more chances for there to be some sort of a failure along the way. Yeah. Theoretically, you could have PodTrack and Chartable and PodCorn all as prefixes. Right. You're Some all of our users on top do. Of yeah. yeah. And theoretically that would work. That would actually be the limit because uh, Apple podcast says that they would not support up to more than five redirects. So they won't follow mm. it. Yeah. Know, that's the, a right. They won't follow HTTP. redirects after the fifth one. And so if you had pod track redirecting to chartable, that's two mm-hmm. then redirecting to Podcorn, that's three. Then to Buzzsprout is four, and then Buzzsprout kicks you off to our CDN for actual FOD delivery. That's five. So that's your limit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think we have anybody who's ever written in and said, I want all of them. Um, no. But it, no. Is, it is a good point that you bring up that at any point, if any one of those services goes down, now you're not just relying on Buzzsprout and our network being up, but now you're also relying on Podcorn first or Chartable or, right. or PodTrack. They all and you could be in a weird situation because you reach out to support and you're like, hey, What's going on, Buzzsprout? My episodes aren't live. And we're like, we're, we don't have any problems. What prefix URLs do we have here? Okay, does it look like Chartable's? Okay, Chartable's up. Okay, is Podcorn up? Yeah, it's up. Okay, what else do you have hooked? Oh, you've got this other one hooked up. Yeah, yeah that's some people down. use FeedBurner. So, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, FeedBurner. There's just a lot of different points of failure. Yep. Um, one of the things that interested me when we were looking at this Podcorn thing was they said, only 15% of podcasts are monetizing out of the 700,000. Um, there's only about 15% that are monetizing. And I kind of wanted to ask the question, do we think that that, that number is accurate? Um, because I think what they were using was they're actually running ads or they're some kind of branded content. But one thing we keep stressing all the time is that monetizing a podcast does not always mean ads, like somebody paying you money to do something with your podcast. Sometimes you're doing something for yourself. Um, so I don't know. I wanted to ask, like, does that number feel right to you? Well, and whenever you see the 700,000 podcasts number, that's 700,000 that are currently listed in Apple podcasts, more than likely of those, a large chunk of them are inactive. And so, mm-hmm. so even that 15% grows just when you take out the shows that aren't currently putting out new episodes. Um, so so I think the 15% kind of taking that into account could be accurate. I think what is interesting is as more and more monetization strategies become mainstream, whether it's Podcorn throwing their name in the, in the ring and getting more people into the sponsorship model, uh, which I'm guessing is going to be CPM-based if they're adding a prefix URL, um, I think, yeah, I, th- I think it's a relatively accurate number. But then beyond that, just thinking through all these different strategies, you know, there is the sponsorship model, there's the affiliate model, you sell your own products, you can sell merch, but you can even get even more creative with it. Like Alvin mentioned, where if you have an existing business, you can just use it to drive awareness and leads for your business or onboarding clients or, you know, serving your, your company to help people within your company be more effective at their jobs. Like there's so many different ways that you can track financial gains from your podcast content um, that I do agree that it's, it's a little misleading to say this is the number of podcasts that are 
making some sort of profit as a result of the podcast because often the link is very indirect. Yeah, I, I mean, the one that popped into my brain was um, our friend Reggie has a podcast about cybersecurity and he's doing all this like stuff. He's a programmer now and he does security. And he was talking to me about like all these people reaching out with job offers for him. And I was like, you know, that podcast is monetized because if he gets a big raise because he has this podcast and he's built a name for himself, that is a monetization that would never show up um, on, on any of these charts. Yeah. Like how I got a job at Buzzsprout was I was making podcasts and doing a lot of content marketing and it just lined up where Buzzsprout, you know, Kevin and Tom and you know everybody here was like, hey, we, we are looking for someone with those kinds of skills to help our, our customers. Would you like a, a job here? And so that podcast got monetized, right? Where now I was able to actually quit my previous uh, career as a rocket scientist and now be a full-time content creator, which is amazing. Yeah. You were a rocket scientist? I was a rocket scientist before this. Oh, wow. Wait, do you really have an aerospace engineering degree? That is correct. So that's two, because Tom, that was Tom's degree as well. Mm -hmm. That's funny. Yeah. Graduated cum laude with an aerospace engineering degree. Cool. All right. And the next thing that I really want to talk about was Discover Pods 2019 awards have been awarded. The finalists were announced. We all voted on them. And then some people won. None of the podcasts that I I nominated (laughs) won. Maybe I'll read off a couple of the winners and you guys can tell me if you have any thoughts. So the number one best podcast, best overall podcast was 99% Invisible. Any uh, with Roman Mars. Great show. Made Great in show. sunny Oakland, California, as he always says. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gosh, what to say about it? It's such a great show. I mean, I could just listen to Roman Mars just talk. I don't even care what he's talking about. <laughs> one of those voices. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, totally interesting um, pers- like perspective and take on things that you see every day and don't necessarily know all the that went into it or the story behind it or how it was designed, how it was created, how it was envisioned. Um, if you haven't listened to it, yeah, I mean, they have hundreds of episodes. So just scroll through and find a topic that sounds somewhat interesting and most likely it will hold your attention for the full hour. Great show. And the runner up was swindled. Does anyone know what swindled is? No, I've never heard of it. It's a newer true crime podcast, I believe. Man, true crime is so big. There's some, it's not, it's blowing up, man. It's crazy. How many, True crime podcasts are coming out. Best new podcast of 2019, Dolly Parton's America. I haven't listened to it, but I kind of want to now. What? What is it? I think it's got to be a music podcast, but I don't know. I know nothing about it. Oh, (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's like the backstory of how Dolly Parton like came up and became this country music star. Okay. So Uh, most innovative podcast, Ear Hustle. I mean, so Dave is a huge Huge Ear Hustle fan. Um, but yeah, that's a, definitely a cool podcast. It's, it's a podcast interviewing inmates inside of one of the most violent prisons in America. So yeah, definitely very intriguing. Um, sports podcast. The number one was sports question mark with Katie Nolan. (laughs) I, I, I I feel like I'm more interested in runner up. Runner up is horse. Which I haven't listened to. Okay, I feel like we are totally unprepared for this segment because I don't know any of the, most of these winners. I yeah, I was looking through them. I don't know a ton of the winners either. Oh, look at Men in Blazers under sports. We hosted them. They're oh, good. My- They're soccer. If you like soccer, 
Um, Men and Blazers, uh, friends of the podcast. Yeah, but here's the takeaway: is this is a list of some really interesting shows. So if you are looking for new podcasts, check out the uh, awards.discoverpods.com, and there's a fantastic list of yeah of shows. I'll that, make sure to drop a link in the show. You notes. know what else is actually pretty cool is this is a popular vote. Okay, this right. is a popular vote pod uh, thing. And a lot of the main ones that won are shows that, I mean, all of us listen to quite a few shows. Yeah. And we don't know what they are, haven't listened to them. Like, I have not listened to the History Chicks. And I, it's kind of cool to go through here and be like, hey, there's probably a ton of podcasts in here that would be really interesting. And uh, you don't need to be some massive podcast backed by, you know, this massive group to yeah. win. Like, you can win even if uh, maybe you're kind of a new podcast. But lots of cool ones. Um, yeah. Great kids and family. I'm looking through this list of kids and family because um, my kids are always asking about what podcasts they can listen to. So I feel like good, I know a lot of these business podcasts. I nominated one of the ones that didn't win. Um, but what, I've never even heard of the winner, Robin Hood Snacks. Have you mm-hmm. anyone listened to that? I've, no. I've heard of it. I'm on their email list. I imagine that's like Robin Hood <laughs> investing. Yeah. And they're bite-sized little investing tips or something yeah yeah i was interested in the the music um category which dissect was the winner which i really like dissect that's a good podcast um they've got a ton of other ones in there that i'm like oh i'm probably gonna go listen to a handful of these is dissect similar to song exploder Mm -hmm. it's similar i think that one i've not listened to it a ton but i think it goes through an album a little bit more specifically oh dissect goes through the album i think that's cool yeah. Where Song Exploder is the individual songs, right? Right. Yeah. I've never listened to a Song Exploder episode where I, a lot of them, I don't know the song. And by the end of it, I'm like, I really like this song because so much of the enjoyment of music for me is seeing all the work and thought that went together and it comes together in this song. And like, there's songs I just thought were kind of vapid and there wasn't much going on. And then I listened to Song Exploder. I'm like, oh. This is so powerful. There's so much going on here. It's so cool. Yeah. So Dissect is different because it goes through each song in an album. So they've done Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly, and they've done um, um, Frank Ocean, which is what I was I had listened to. Oh, that's they awesome. listened to Blonde. Yeah, so it was the album was Blonde, and I listened to a couple songs from there that I really like. So I haven't listened to like a full season, but it's really cool stuff, and it goes through like the lyrics and all of the back background. So it's a cool, you need to get Taylor Swift to do a song exploder. She has not done one. I don't, you know, I don't have Taylor Swift's number, so I don't know how I would make that happen. Not anymore after she changed it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do think the dissect thing you, you talking about how the little bit of a different wrinkle it has. Remember how like sometimes people will be like, Oh, I want to do this podcast, but someone else is already doing it. And we're like, it doesn't just because it's pretty similar, you can still put your own spin on it. And just think how those podcasts are actually going to end up being very different. One is going, Hey, let's talk about how you build a song. And the other one saying, how does an album come together as a piece of art? And it's a very different feel. And they're both doing really well. If somebody had gone, Oh, I want to do the album, but there's already song exploder and there's already something else probably not even worth doing. Well, it is one the Discover Pod Awards. Mm-hmm. I have discussed with a close friend of mine who is also a Taylor Swift fan um, <laughs> doing a Taylor Swift podcast where we just go through her songs and just talk about her songs strictly, which we could have 
a ton of content because she has a ton of music. If you are interested in a Taylor Swift <laughs> breakdown podcast, write into support at buzzsprout.com and say, I have a request for Priscilla and I want to hear it. And I will now promise if 10 different people write in with that, Priscilla will do an episode of the Taylor Swift breakdown. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I will do an episode if 10 people write in. All right. Nice. All right. It's on you, the Buzzcast listener audience. <laughs> The overlap between people who are listening to this podcast and probably want a Taylor Swift breakdown is probably pretty People low. are going to write in and say, please do not do this. <laughs> <laughs> it may surprise you. It may surprise you. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, all this talk about podcasts, I'm always curious and I'm always interested in what other people are listening to. We just got back from Thanksgiving. A lot of people were traveling, probably binged some podcasts, tried some things out. Uh, are there any new podcasts that have popped up on your radar recently that you uh, that you like, that you think is worth recommending? Um, so one that I've listened to, and I listened to the end of it over a Thanksgiving drive. Um, you guys heard of the Happiness Lab with Dr. Lori Santos? I have heard of it. Yes. Yes, I am also listening to that. So I think she was a professor. She is a professor at Yale. I think it's Yale, and she basically was like realizing that people in college are their anxiety levels are skyrocketing. And she's like, it's definitely an issue. And we don't talk about any of the research about being happier and less anxious. And she links a lot of it to social media use, I think. Um, but anyway, so she's ran to this class and it was this like insane. It was like a quarter of all of Yale was taking it at the same time. And so she started doing this whole course on like, let's talk about what you can do to make your life happier and a little bit more stress-free. And so then the entire podcast is going through each of these different things. So there's one about negative visualization and there's an episode about um, reducing choice. What are some, did you, you listen to, to Travis, right? Yeah. So the one that, uh, the one that sticks out to me was the one about loneliness, right? What to do when you feel lonely. Um, and it's basically not what you feel like doing, but when you choose to spend time with people, even when you don't feel like it, it makes you happier. And then the other one that I thought was interesting was it was talking about essentially expectations, like uh, you know, and, and and what you're comparing yourself to. Yeah. What are the what are the markers that you've set in your life where you say, if I get to this point, then I will be happy or I will feel successful. But that marker is completely arbitrary. Like you can make it whatever you want it to be. It could be, I just want to be able to afford to eat three times today. It's like, wow, that was amazing. My life is great. Yeah. Or mm. man, I still don't have that yacht. I'm a failure. And and just how. You know, we can set ourselves up to be unhappy simply because of what we're choosing to compare ourselves to. So I thought that was a really good thing just to think about. Yeah, there's the episode, the one you just talked about, about, um, you know, being social. And she talked to the guy who invented the ATM because he was so sick of like waiting in lines. And then she interviewed his wife and she said, I'll never use an ATM and I've never used one in my whole life because it's so important to have those small interactions and it's like, I would never, I couldn't imagine. It sounds like I couldn't imagine like being like, oh, I'm just never going to use the ATM. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> and they, but it really, it made me, I'm not gone through the self-checkout since I listened to that episode. I'm like, oh, it is important to talk to people. And if I'm going to go check out a Target, maybe I'll have a 20 second conversation with somebody and I'm trusting that it's supposed to be important. <laughs> Yeah. What about you, Priscilla? Any new podcasts on your radar? 
Um, not so many new ones, but there are some that are real hot right now <laughs> that I really like. Um, the one that I feel like I'm looking forward to every week is called Spermcast. Don't freak out by the name. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> but it's um it's Molly Hockey. She's in Los Angeles and she's in her late thirties, early forties, and she's looking to have a baby, but she's not married. And so it's her kind of journey of figuring out, you know, how to make that happen. And so it's a great podcast because it's pretty much just her and then she does interviews with other people and um but it's very vulnerable and she takes you like into the doctor's offices with her when she has her like um, meetings, you know, with her consultations with her doctor. And so you kind of see this relationship between this woman and her doctor, which is the sweetest relationship in the world. Like he is so supportive of her. And then like she records her conversations with her mom and her friends. And she gives you like weekly updates on where she is. And I'm so invested in her journey of having a baby. I so badly want her to get <laughs> pregnant. Um, but it's a great podcast. And I, you know, I'm not looking to be pregnant anytime soon. And so it's, it's, I'm enjoying it a ton, even though I don't, you know, have kind of those same, um, needs right now. So it's a great podcast. Nice. I I really definitely one that that I've never heard of, but that's the great thing about podcasting. You find all these fun, uh, fun things to talk about off the radar. Right. What about you, Kev? Um, sure. I'll give a recommendation. I, I caught up on, um, a bunch of podcasts I listened to. One of the ones I caught up on was Rework, which is the podcast from the team at Basecamp. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend the episode called Heal the Internet. It was with their co-founder and CTO, David Hennemeyer Hansen. He was just talking about online privacy and the small steps that we can take as individuals to help promote a healthier internet. And it was very encouraging that you know we can make a difference even uh, as individuals, that we don't have to be the most you know, biggest players or um, CEOs of the biggest companies to be able to to change and start moving the internet in a healthier direction. So I'd love that episode. Is, and this is one that pretty heavily influenced you, right? I mean, I feel like this is where the prefix URL, Hey, I want to know how people are getting tracked kind of stuff has come from. Right. Right. But it's not, it's not all about that. Like he does a great job of saying, Hey, as individuals, like how can we make a, st- like a steps in a healthy direction? Right. Um, like I, I don't want to, blow out a bunch of spoilers, but he's like, just like being mindful enough of like, if we're making a, a book purchase off Amazon, like there might be an independent local bookshop that you could buy that from, or even somebody online. Like, do we have to have that book tomorrow or in two days, or can we have it next week? Mm-hmm. And being able to um, evaluate those decisions um, in terms of the perspective of, you know, what's best big picture. Um, right. And that's like, that's like small business Saturday kind of thinking, right. And instead of, you know, jumping on Amazon and just getting everything. It's like, how can I really actually invest in the people in my community and, right. and be more community focused instead of how do I just get things as fast as possible? Right. There is a cost for the convenience. And I think what he challenges challenges you to think through is, do I really need the convenience or am I just paying the cost even though I don't need the benefit? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I mean, the one day shipping stuff, I definitely see in myself because I will be like, oh yes, get this book tomorrow. And then it sits on my bookshelf for two weeks before I finish the other book I'm reading right. to start it. Yeah. And so probably didn't need to be there yesterday. Yep. And you could have supported an independent bookshop down the street or something. Yeah. I mean, or the one that I worked at for a few like years probably yeah. should have gone there. There's a lot of examples. <laughs> so that was just one, but nice. Anyway, great, great podcast. So yeah, so I'll leave links to all the podcasts that we mentioned in the show notes. I'll also leave a link to the uh, discover pod awards. So you can go and check out that list. 
a lot of great uh, different shows to go and check out. So we wanted to wrap up this episode with some customer support mailbag. Have we come up with an official name for this segment yet? Um, wasn't it like a friendship moment at one point? Yes. Oh, Kevin, that was when Kevin wasn't in the room and we just, we went off the rails. <laughs> Which doesn't really make any sense. Friendship moment. We had but... a, we had a Christmas armistice oh, moment where wait, we said, let's play football together. Did someone, we had that one episode. I want to do a quick follow up. Yeah. Did anyone write into you and ask for a podcast compliment? Yes, we did. We had a handful of people write in and ask for compliments. Awesome. Kevin, I don't know if you were, were you here on that episode? No, but I listened to it. Yes, so, I, I talking about. so people were writing in and they said, Hey, will you listen to my podcast and give me a compliment? I could use it. And I did that. So awesome. that's good. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's good. Um, but yeah, so I have a couple questions. Um, one's a new question. Then one's an update on an old question we've already discussed. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So on the new, this new question I have is about um, your podcast ID. So when you submit to Apple Podcasts, you log in and you submit under your podcast ID. Your Apple ID. Your Apple ID. Yes. Right. Sorry. Um, and so the question is, how do you move that to a different ID? Um, and and Apple is a little, you know, they have a, a, a process for that. So what do you guys think? What's the process for moving from one Apple ID to another Apple ID, moving your podcast listing? I, know, I mean, I know Travis knows this because we just moved all of our Buzzcast and Five Minute Mondays and all those under one unified ID. I, so go ahead and tell us what the answer is, Travis, because you just went through the process. Oh, the answer is read the instructions that Kevin sends you in base camp and follow them. <laughs> uh, it, it essentially just involves, uh, I think, filling out a form inside of Podcast Connect and saying these are the RSS feeds that I want to move. This is the email for the Apple ID that we're moving it to. There's a verification process, so they make sure that you do want to send it to that Apple ID email. That Apple ID email gets an email saying, are you moving these shows? And then they can facilitate that. Yeah. It's not too hard at all. You just basically shoot them an email, tell them who you are, where you, what shows you want to move, where you want to go. And then they will write back and say, hey, drop this code mm -hmm. into your podcast feed somewhere. And that's when you will reach out to um, – you could do it yourself. Um, right. Or you can reach out to our support team. We can help you out. Um, but you could just put that in like a, a tags field in one of your episodes or you could put it in um, – We usually recommend you put it in the description. It seems to be that that – seems to be the fastest way for them to find it. Sometimes you can put it in keywords, but that doesn't always get picked up. And so I have found that I always recommend my default is the description Yeah. to put that code in. And then within what, 24, 48 hours or so, yeah. it'll be moved to your new ID. Yeah. It's pretty quick. In. Yeah. They're pretty good about it. Cool. So but, yes, you can do it. Yes. It's not and it's not, it's not so bad. So if you need, if you need to do that, that's the process. Um, the second question is really an update on an older question that we talked about. So a Ooh. couple weeks ago in a previous episode, we talked about Spotify stats and why they weren't showing up in your stats page and Buzzsprout. And we talked about how there was a delay, a, you know, two to three day delay from when your play happens in Spotify and when it shows up in Buzzsprout. So that is changing, um, has changed, I believe. So there should be no more delay. Um, do you guys know why that is? Because Buzzsprout is amazing. And well, we do everything that's for a given. <laughs> It's because they're no longer caching the episodes and we are now doing a pass-through. That's it. <laughs> right. What is a pass-through, Kevin? Well, a pass-through is Spotify's term for acting like every other podcast <laughs> in existence. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Spotify calls it pass-through. Everyone else just calls it 
normal. Um, <laughs> but basically, when you're listening to an episode that is hosted on Buzzsprout now through Spotify, it's actually coming from Buzzsprout. It used to, you know, get cached and served from Spotify servers. Now it's passing through Spotify and oh. it's getting served off of Buzzsprout, <laughs> just like everywhere else. So your stats are more real time. Yes. And no longer delayed, which is good and um, healthy for an open, independent podcast ecosystem, which is also why the Buzzsprout shows are in-house podcasts are now back on Spotify. All right. So you might be listening to this on Spotify right now, and the play is passing through Spotify right to the Buzzsprout servers as you're streaming it. Yeah. Wow. So congratulations to Spotify. I'm really excited that they decided to take that step. I think it's healthy and good, and I am... No longer upset with them about caching everyone's content. <laughs> I'm pro Spotify. Go Y'all should see the Spotify smile on Kevin's account, face too. right now. Yeah. Big old smile. Yeah, it was a really good move. It's just so courageous when you like actually don't upset the industry. You know, like you just play nice with others. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah. And that was um, a, a lot of hosts worked together, I think, to talk with Spotify and they were receptive and listened. Um, Simplecast did a lot of work with them. So shout out to Simplecast. I know Libsyn was probably in the air as well, as well as us. And Spotify listened and did the right thing. And so it's it's just great. Yeah. Well, that's those are all of the support questions that I have, Travis. Awesome. Just those two. Thank you so much, Priscilla. Yeah. So if you enjoyed this podcast episode, make sure that you... Uh, you know, leave us a leave us a comment over in the Buzzsprout podcast community on Facebook, the most happening podcast community in the world. I'm a little biased. We need an air horn right awesome. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, definitely go and make sure that you join that community. And uh, yeah, if you have anything that you want us to talk about in the future on this podcast, there's a link in the show notes. You can go and submit a one question form. Let us know what kinds of stuff you want us to talk about, what kinds of stuff you want us to cover. And Alvin's giving me a face like he really wants to say something. And if you want to listen to a Taylor Swift breakdown oh podcast, gosh. we need 10 of you to write in to support at com and ask Priscilla to make it. I will love it if this is this actually kicks off a podcast. So <laughs> Priscilla, I know you want to make it. And if there would be 10 people who want to listen to it, I'm sure it will happen. Awesome. So make sure you take action yeah, there. Know. The awesome Buzzsprout hype squad uh, or whatever we're going to call our audience any any fun names any founding fun founding names? listeners founding listeners awesome <laughs> all right we'll talk <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next next time keep podcasting keep podcasting